Ah, we're live. Live. And on spot. So lunch, another lunch with Jim and Aaron. Another one in the books. We've got the QA app open from the jump. We're going to talk about some stuff that uh, we find uh, of interest. And you can join or ask questions or suggest topics as 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 you will using the uh, uh, little link. There should be like a little gold link at the bottom if you're logged into YouTube and all that correctly, where you can submit questions and get answers. Gold. Very we, fancy. Um, so I am happy that I'm done with Orange and New Black season three. That's been a happy lot done. of work. Yeah. Yeah. Two, your schedule two a week and been. getting schedules and doing it nights and weekends and. It's and mornings, my god, and more, yeah, mornings. a lot of early mornings. I've because the West Coast people, like, I've done three podcasts with people at six in the morning their time, and I'm amazed that I got anything of quality out of them. But, uh, yeah, I'm done with they got the wrap up cast that is off my plate. It's time for to make room for Fear the Walking Dead and Walking Dead and Fargo and Leftovers. Which, have you, you haven't seen the new Leftovers trailer? Not the new, I've seen the teaser. Not the trailer. Pretty hot. Like yeah. there was a lot of pe- rumors that they were getting away from the Garveys this season, or they're going to take a back seat. Which maybe that's still true. But the trailer I saw, lots of Garveys, uh, lots of uh, the, the the pastor Matt and his sister Carrie Coon. Good. I've I like forgotten all, all these people's names. Some yeah. uh, appearance of Patty. So we still got Crazy Kevin. Okay. Crazy Kevin's He's dad still some... in effect. Garvey Senior. Okay. I'm, Are the National Geographic's present? Do we have any? I don't know. Any crazy articles about spiders and? I, I was discussing this on the forums, and I feel like that Lindelof, so far, I feel like has kept keeping his promise that I don't really care about the central mystery of the story. It's all about I've accepted it and watching these people deal with the consequences of whether that happens or not. I hope they never That's answer fun. it. Yeah. I hope they never have a satisfying explanation. Uh, yeah, I like the stuff that he said about it, you know, as much as we were like, Oh God, it's going to be lost all over again. Uh-huh. I don't think that's going to be the case. I think he learned a lot from lost. Um, well, also, about I feel like promises that Tom Perota guy, whoever uh-huh. the author, I feel like he's a really good tool to rein him in too. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like if you got somebody that wants to keep it grounded in the human story, and one guy that wants to go off and crazy can, uh, you know, uh, theory territory that that's two taste great tastes that can taste great together as long as you're moderating each other and um no i'm excited about that one thing i want to talk about and maybe we can if we watch a couple more um last night we played some rocket league yeah but a- and we want to talk about that but afterwards we watched uh what the, is the hell is the name no of that idea what the name of that is god damn it it's john uh, ham daniel radcliffe and they are well, one of them is Doctor, and John Hamm is his older version of himself. It's basically Quantum a young Leap. doctor's notebook. Okay, so it's Quantum Leap, except with John Hamm and Daniel Radcliffe. Yeah, Daniel Rod- Radcliffe is—I think he's Russian. Maybe he's English educated, and he's serving in Russia for some reason in early 20th century, like World War One era. Yeah, I thought it said it was during Revolutionary War. Oh, well, that uh, is World for, War One For Russia, yeah. Bolshevik Revolution happened uh, concurrently, right? Yeah, so I get the impression, you know, that Daniel Radcliffe as a doctor has been uh, not trained very well. Well, kind see, of you hastily can, trained or and he, sent out on yeah. in the field because they need doctors. Well, plus, like, if you, you haven't seen the Nick either, but, like, yeah. doctors of this time period... 
are just transitioning from like the butchers they were a generation ago to the professional practitioners of medicine that actually can do like crazy life-saving things. So like, I mean, I know part of this show is going to be him like coming into himself, I guess. Um, but I get the impression up front that he is not only just uh, a rudimentary doctor, but he doesn't even have much skill in the stuff that he should. I guess, but they, I mean, that's funny because they're constantly making a joke about him being young, but he also graduated top of his class. But then when you see flashbacks of his training, he like can't see because he's short and he can't see, Uh which I also say like, so he graduated from medical school. Presumably he's in his mid twenties. Probably. Yeah. Uh, John Hamm towers over Daniel Radcliffe. Yeah, how's he going to grow into the size that John Hamm is? I don't see it. Size matters not, I guess, to go with the Yoda thing. It does when you have two characters who are supposed to be the same character. Uh, I don't know. Sorry, maybe, Yoda. There maybe, are occasions. Uh, maybe he has a late growth spurt. Uh, but no, I, I thought it was really entertaining. Um, yeah. Funnier than I expected it to be. Uh-huh. And also plenty dramatic uh dramatic possibilities it does yeah. seem like the way they're playing the young doctor version of himself with daniel radcliffe is he's so scatterbrained and so inept that it's hard to see how he gets to be the mature john ham character that he gets to later so he's supposed to be 20 years older right probably john about that, yeah so it seems like i don't know 20 years you can develop a lot of traits a lot of experience a lot of yeah skills that you didn't have before what do you think of John Hamm's accent? I thought it was horrible in the opening intro, like that that voiceover. But once he got into where he was on screen, I thought it was fine and actually kind of good. Was it that bad, or was it just the fact that the cognitive dissonance to see John Hamm speaking with a British accent was that the? At first, I expected it to be a Russian accent, and I was looking for the Russian. I kind of felt like he was splitting the difference, maybe. Yeah, and so I felt like. Eh. That was a bad Russian accent. Uh-huh. Um, but as it became clear that he's supposed to be British, yeah, his British accent was pretty good. Okay. I mean, you know, one of many, but. Um, yeah. So I definitely want, there's two seasons of that out right now. I I, I, I kind of want to explore that a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And then the other thing I watched last night after you left, uh, me and Cecily watched the premiere or the, um, the pilot episode of Top of the Lake. That's oh, the yeah, yeah. British murder mystery. The with, other Mad Men star. With uh, Peggy Olsen, uh, Elizabeth Moss, stars as a detective and that seems to specialize in like case of sexual abuse of minors. I don't fully understand everything that's going on, and I, but I don't think I'm supposed to. And imagine it's kind of like a more mundane true detective. Like the series opens, there's this young lady, she's 12 years old and she's four, five, six months pregnant. Okay. And nobody knows who the father is. She's not going to identify them, but there's plenty of people to suspect. And there is a relative of the family that she is, that has some kind of association with her who seems to be knowing that there's some shady stuff and trying to help them cover it up. Uh, But it's really Hmm. good. It's like, do you remember that Linder character from The Bridge? You're always talking like he's got his he got his jaw wired together. Vaguely, yeah. He plays an almost unrecognizable role in this as this, mm-hmm. you know, it seems like maybe the love interest or the simpatico person that, that Elizabeth Moss is coming into this 
community where she's you know trying to investigate this thing and no one's trusting he her. He doesn't talk and, like that, right? No, he doesn't. He talks talk with like a, a you know a, a, a normal received British pronunciation. It sounds like here's no no dark shirt and he's well shaven and he's good. He's actually good looking. And Cecily said, like, that's that's Linder from the bridge. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. We had to go to IMDb to settle <laughs> sure. that to yeah. fight. But it's giving me a lot of that, you know, true detective uh, murder, mis- not murder mystery. I guess this is a uh, although people. Yeah, someone got murdered, too. Uh, it's giving me some of that kind of um, season one a sprawl, but it's more believable. It's like it's not Cthulhu monsters and Carcosa or rich society this just feels like you know small backwater town weird family cover-up shit it feels more real and grounded but uh okay. really good performances it looks amazing uh i definitely am excited I'm more excited about that than the uh the young doctor's notebook honestly hmm. uh, although that seems like it's more accessible and entertaining right from the jump but yeah, uh, yeah, so that's the television stuff. I've also got back into Deadwood. Some, somebody else is asking a question here that's relevant. No, so Anthony B's want to know if I've seen the the infamous John Hamm uh, Black Mirror episode. I've not. Have I've you seen? No, I've seen the first two seasons of it, but I haven't seen the one that he's talking about, which I think is in season three or it's a special. Might it's be a Christmas, Christmas special. Yeah, it says it's a Christmas episode, which that's what. Yeah. The British people do that. Like Downton Abbey's they got the Christmas special. Christmas specials, yeah, man. We got over that right after Star Wars. We were like, nope, nope, fuck that. Yeah. The Christmas special is done. You killed we, it. We lived through the national nightmare that was a Star Wars <laughs> Christmas special, and we never went back. Yeah, and now that's the cultural like, difference. They're they're keeping the tradition alive. I guess they haven't had their Star Wars Christmas special moment. Mm-hmm. And I'd be interested to see what the worst of the Christmas specials in Britain. There's got to be some really bad yeah. Doctor Who Christmas specials oh, from the 70s. God, yeah, with too many scarves and yeah. not enough plot. <laughs> Thick banks of marijuana fog rolling through the studio. Uh, someone's in Yeah, if way anybody knows eggnog. like the worst of the Christmas specials uh-huh. in Britain, please let me know because I want to check those sure, out. Sure, I wouldn't mind seeing that as well. But yeah, I, I kind of think... I don't know. I wonder why. And I guess do it on the forums, yeah? Yeah. We'll create a thread for this. I wonder why the uh, Britain, the UK, is still doing Christmas specials. I, I really think it's just that maybe they haven't had the ultimate flop that is. They haven't seen the error of their But we've got like, a lot of cultural, like, I... Uh, you know, we got this thing of like the war on Christmas versus everybody, you know, trying to be cult senses everybody's religion and culture and all that, which is fine. But I don't have yeah. a dog in that fight. I love Christmas. I view it. I love it as a secular holiday and it makes me feel good. Um, mm-hmm. And I don't subscribe to any of the tenets of Christ- Christianity beyond the ones that say, you know, don't be dicks to people. So I don't know. I maybe they just didn't go through that or they sat it out. I know that, you know, UK has got its own melting pot situation. Yeah. Like I would, not sure why they can get away with having Christmas episodes and we can't. I, I wonder. So it seems like Christmas is a good time. It's like, you know how TV kind of just takes a break during the, At least in the America, holiday period. Sure. Yeah. I feel like Christmas Day or like Christmas Eve is like the time when people are really just kind of sitting around, right? Yeah. I mean, as a family, you've got everybody together. Nobody's working. You're sick of talking to each other. <laughs> you've, you've done that for the last two days. Uh, now we can watch something. Also, I don't know. Does the Christmas, because that's the thing. Like when I watch Downton Abbey, I watch it in the late spring on row edited for PBS. So 
do they actually shut down and then they come back and air Downton Abbey Christmas special in the week of Christmas? Or is it like the first week of December or is it in January? Like when the fuck does that thing actually premiere? Or it's like Scrooge where they're doing it live on Christmas Eve or something. Yeah. Like, you know, the Americans seem to, we like to watch, uh, you know, a miracle on whatever streets we like to watch. Uh, uh, what's that one with, uh, the angel and getting his wings. I saw that for the first time last year. Uh, it's not the Jimmy Stewart. One, yeah, that's the one. It's a Wonderful uh, Life. Yeah, I was gonna say Perfect Life, which yeah, I've never seen life. that movie till last year, and I was surprised at how good it was. Like I expected it to be super, and it was. It was all those things, but it actually held yeah. up as a movie better than I expected it to be. Huh. Uh, now the modern classics are uh, Christmas, Christmas Story. Story. Come on, man. Yeah, and like now you're getting a lot of noise for Love Actually. Okay, that's that's becoming a that. new modern classic. I saw that for the first time last year. That's a pretty fun movie. It is. I it's surprisingly funny. like, but it's weird. Is like after you watch it multiple times, you start seeing the cracks of like some of the stuff is horrible. What do you mean? Like Andrew Lincoln is indefensible. You're a shit heel, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I not. Think- that's may, fifteen yard penalty. <laughs> flagrant violation of the bro code absolutely definitely he's, that's some um, that's some on... desperate shit andrew but the the part that i really like about it is i like i love bill nye's character yeah he's like his aged rocker making a comeback is spectacular mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh there's some other stuff i like in that movie but you know it's it's like i said it's a, but after the fifth or sixth time you start noticing like ooh. I don't know sure what kind of message this fucking movie is trying to tell me. Yeah. Um, I, I also love Liam Neeson and his, his uh, son. Yeah. That's really yeah. good. Especially since that's not the, the, the conceit of that is that's actually, he's the stepdad whose mother's the actual biological mother's de- dead. And he's still got this relationship. The son. Mm-hmm. I think it's yeah, pretty, pretty awesome. No. <laughs> um, what else? Oh, do you want to talk about rocket league? Yeah, yeah. So we've been playing a lot of Rocket League, and as everybody knows, I'm not really into sports much. Um, so it's kind of got me thinking about like plays and the dynamic field and how you respond to certain stuff, and like the difference between like a football type scenario where you have X amount of seconds to set up your play and you kind of just react. You don't have to react necessarily as dynamically. It's more kind of formation based, whereas like in soccer or basketball or something. The beautiful game. Is that what football is called? That's, yeah, the, the European football. Why, why is, oh, oh, that football. Yeah. Football. No, no one calls yeah. American football the beautiful game. Okay. <laughs> I was it's, wondering. it's all about getting jacked up and blood and mud and guts yeah. and stuff. But. Yeah, it's it's just, you know, an interesting way of thinking about things because we got on the whiteboard and started. We did last week. We, we created one play. We were getting, we, yeah, that's, that's essentially. <laughs> Which the, is the only one we run. Uh, but there was a lot of consternation and like people making accusations about PNB position. And like, we're like, you know what? Let's just break out the whiteboard. I haven't done that. The last time I got a whiteboard involved in a video gaming context was like 15 years ago when we were having a big land party at Ass Cheeks house. And like we were was no, we were trying one? to do a 64 man uh, Omaha Beach invasion on the original battlefield against the yeah. highest level AI bots, and there was like eight of us. <laughs> so we would get in a situation where, like, even if we did everything, we like we killed all the bots, we'd get to this alley where we we're about to cap the objective, and you just see like a literal wave of Nazis crashing through that thing, and then you'd get fucked. So we actually 
everyone had their positions and everyone had this thing and you're in this tank and you got this loadout. And after like four hours, we finally fucking beat it and it was epic. Nice. But yeah, Rocket League inspires that kind of devotion too. Yeah. And if this yeah, is your gateway into enjoyments of sports, I'd be so happy. Because <laughs> you've been waiting for 25 years to talk about sports with me, haven't you? No, seriously. Like if <laughs> uh you you, you if you would just come over and watch football and drink beer, you would be twice as useful to me as you are now. <laughs> I love that you look at it in terms of that. Sure, your utility. How useful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you're paying half my bills, and uh, <laughs> you're already. But but I just really want a foot a football buddy because I've never had gotcha. that. I actually had a bunch when I was a witness. Really? Okay, I was gonna say, yeah. but that all went away. And now, like my dad's never been in the sports. Um, you know, most of my friends are like geeks and they're like, they don't see that spectrum. And I try yeah. to be like, you know, football's like, like XCOM. It's a real time, uh, turn based strategy game. It's a good comparison with RPG like stats. And like, mm-hmm. that's, that's how I got to really enjoy it and started to appreciating it at a strategic tactical level. But yeah, no, if, if this is your gateway drug into enjoyment of sports, even you know, awesome. See, I, I just don't know that I would enjoy watching them. Do you like, enjoy I watching like Rocket League? People play Rocket League? I've no. no? I, I haven't watched them play oh, Rocket League. Oh, see, I've been League. watching a bunch. That's kind of how yeah. I developed the play. As I was the watching play. a couple of the Rocket League Academies and they're talking about this, you know, how they rotate. And I'm like, well, just like formulate, you know, or form formalize yeah, I mean, a rule set. I think that's funny having a Rocket League Academy because it is literally just soccer strategy, right? Like all this is is soccer with cars. So like do you really need to invent reinvent the wheel with the Rocket League Academy? Or can you just say, hey, here's what works in soccer. Let's do that with Rocket League. Uh, I don't know that it's, it's exactly that one-to-one because the aerial game is different and the fact that you can cover the field so much. Yeah, I suppose real high-level play. The speed. You speed. know, yeah, like the fact that like, I mean, I don't know. I don't watch a lot of soccer. I watch like the World Cup, but it seems like, you know, when you clear the field from one side, you're limited to the the large size of the field and how fast a human can run that you can't just have like yeah. a true breakaway or very rarely do you have a breakaway situation where you just catch someone out of position and then you just can afterburner it down. You know, people don't have afterburners. You can't get from one side of the soccer pitch another in two seconds that you see in bolt can't make that sprint. Yeah. But it's all relative, you know? Yeah. Like, Sure, you're not going to do it in the same amount of time, but you can do it in the same relative amount of time. Uh, I don't know. Real, real quick, someone asked, um, Louis B said, would you guys be interested in a bald move members fantasy football league? I could set up if you'd like. Nope. I, I have zero interest in that. Yeah, I, I like fantasy football. But the thing is, uh, I used played in a, I played in several work leagues, and like I, I actually won the... Uh, the uh, personal arrogance league the first year, and then last year I just disgraced myself Much because to I didn't. Eric's consternation. Yeah, I I didn't have any. I, I I like I didn't have time to research to draft. Well, that's the thing. Like the draft is ninety percent of why was, you like playing fantasy football. Was Eric's team all Seattle Seahawks? No players. That's a rookie mistake. No. Yeah, okay. you can't get too personal. All right, invested. he's too good. Well, that's what I was going to say. He's such a fan mm-hmm. of the Seahawks. I was. Uh, wondering if he made that mistake I'm, I'm thinking to see if eric wants to run a league though i probably won't participate just because i don't feel like i if i can't do it well and when you're playing if, when you're really good at at uh fantasy football you are spending 20 30 hours preparing for the draft and then at least an hour a week if not more thinking about it hmm. 
Like, so you got to get your rotation together. You have to, what do you have to do week to week? Well, it's not just all about the draft. It's all about looking at your matchups. Like sometimes you've got your studs that are your, your best players, but after your top two or three players, especially in like the, the uh, personal arrogance league was like 16 teams deep. So no one had like a whole team of just superstars. Uh, you have to look at their matchups. Like this running back is playing against this team. It's got a shitty defense. Do you have a bench? You do have a bench. Oh, and that's okay. what I'm saying. You have okay. to promote the players. I thought you just picked 11 players. And and there's also the waiver wire. So like, done. you know, you got this pool of people that have not been drafted and like superstar gets injured. So the re- second running backup, can you, you know, what's your mm. rank? What's your waiver position? Can you draft that guy? Can you make trades? You oh got to manage your bye week. So if like you, oh you don't pay attention to your draft and you got like eight of your guys that are not playing in the same week, then you're fucked. Exactly. That kind of stuff, like, you know, to be competitive, you have to put more time than I'm willing to at this stage of my life. Gotcha. Um, and it's also like I'm kind of getting disconnected from football because I can't watch the Colts reliably. I have to go. Really? Even I, in Cincinnati? I have to go to a sports bar and watch it with screaming it's like it's on one small tv screen and every other screen has got the Bengals or pittsburgh or whatever game going and yeah i can't hear it and it kind of sucks and i i might the first year i didn't know that you didn't need a direct tv subscription to get the nfl sunday ticket last year i knew that but couldn't afford it you can't get it on cable no not like with ESPN or anything? No, it's it's a it's a direct TV exclusive. Wow. But you don't need direct TV to get the internet side of it. Oh. They'll okay. allow you to gotcha. purchase it like as a three hundred dollar standalone package. This year it's like it's debatable whether Thank I can afford TV. that or not, but three hundred dollars for twelve weeks of sixteen. It's sixteen weeks? Oh, 16 with playoffs. Yeah. No, 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 it's sixteen weeks. That was twelve then, games. Nope, sixteen games, and then you have so how much I know about football. <laughs> you have the wild card, divisional, and championship round, and then the Super Bowl. So that's nineteen games all total. Huh. Okay. Uh or is it nineteen games? I guess it's twenty games if you don't have a first round bye and you play through yeah, so it's up to twenty. But no, I yeah. it's it's weird. So I, I only saw like seventy percent of the Colts games last year. Like all the ones that are on national television and most of the games that I could actually get to, but it's like sucks. I got to go and pay $20, $30 to sit and eat chicken wings and drink beer in a not fan friendly environment. Yeah. <laughs> so mm-hmm. that's the other thing is kind of, I'm not as into football as I was two years ago. Yeah. The Colts also aren't as good. No, no, they're are super they? good. They almost got they to the Super Bowl last year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They, they got pretty deep into the playoffs and they've got really exciting dynamic quarterback there's no reason other than i live in a shitty region for it huh. and i'm too broke to pay for uh the sunday ticket yeah that's a problem uh but yeah so Speaking of being too broke uh let's talk about adam savage stuff yeah you, got, you 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 are i've been a fan of adam savage for a long time and his work on Mythbusters yeah and his work on tested and all that stuff uh-huh. i feel like you've I've known Tested from the other side, which is Will and Norm. Okay. Because they were part of Whiskey Media, which was part of the company that kind of the umbrella corp for Giant Bomb and Tested and Comic Vine and a couple of other things. Uh-huh. Um, so I was familiar with them more than like, in particular, the stuff that Adam Savage had done. Mm. But lately I've been like, I've been looking for some hobbies and stuff that I, I can participate in. And one of them from my childhood that I never really took up was scale modeling. Mm. which I kind of 
I have a sort of love hate relationship with because I'm not really much of an artist or painter or anything mm-hmm. like that, but I feel like that it's interesting to me. Yeah. It's just something I've never practiced. And so I was like, you know, I, I bought a scale modeling kit and some, some tools and stuff. I haven't bought my paints yet, but it's next on the, the docket. But uh, I started watching like these tested videos with Adam Savage and mm. his specifically like his one day build stuff mm. where he did like he had um, Tyrell from Battlestar Galactica on and they painted models and, and built models. Um, Battlestar Galactica themed models. What were they? Um, one of them was uh, Adam Savage was painting a Tyrell figure. So who is Tyrell? Tyrell's the, ch- the chief, the engineer. Oh, okay, okay. He's the, the that's the guy I always play. I tend to play when we're playing the game, the board game. Okay, All yeah. Right. yeah kind of chubby, working on the ships. Kind of chubby, olive skinned. Yeah, yeah. I, I forget his name. Something Douglas. Um, but yeah, he had him on, and and he was painting a figure of Tyrell, and then Douglas was doing uh, like ships, putting together ships, mm. and uh, put together a Cylon, which was kind of cool. The base star or the raider. No, 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 not a Cylon ship. Uh, oh, the actual, Yeah, was it the old school Cylon or the new school? It's the new school, and it's the big one. So not like, obviously, the humans, but it's uh, like the robot-looking ones. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, And I don't know, it was cool just to see all the techniques that Adam used. He's really, like, I mean, obviously, he worked at ILM as a sure. uh, model builder and painter and all this stuff. So yeah. he's got tons of skills, but he also has, like, a shitload of tools in his shop. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, man, to get from... Where I am now, which is basically nowhere, uh-huh. to where Adam Savage is, yeah, it's going to take the 20-plus years of yeah. effort that he's put into it, 30 years, whatever. But also, like, how do you just accumulate all these tools without, like, this massive workshop to store them in, without the the funds to buy all of this big table equipment that, like, you know, he's got a fucking saw, a table saw, he's got a fucking lathe, he's got this... Uh, he he's doing um like metalworking on I don't even know what the thing is called like a die cast something I don't know the thing where where you you machine away parts of that's metal. a lathe isn't it where it spins real fast yeah I, think I guess it's it's just different from like a wood lathe right well you can cut metal instead of wood but, yeah but uh, he's got two of those right he's got one for wood one for metal like uh-huh. Jesus just accumulating the amount of shit that he's got let alone the skills yeah. It's just such a daunting thing. Accumulating tools masters. is an, an antithesis to your nomadic lifestyle. I don't know how that's I kind of do your, it. Yeah, your your pattern is like you settle down, you nest up for a couple for of years, year two, yeah. and then you sell everything till you're down to like a backpack's worth of stuff. And then a carload, and then the you most. follow the herd of mammoths to wherever it's going, uh-huh. and then then you set down stakes. Yeah. So it's like. Because I just because I remember when uh, I was like 22 years old and the head gasket of my motorcycle blew up and I went to the shop and I pay I I traded a shitty computer to some to some guy for this this 1982 Suzuki motorcycle and uh-huh. I took it to the shop and they're like it's going to be 575 dollars repair and I was broke as a joke back then and I'm like I will dig a hole in my backyard and bury it before i pay that much <laughs> so then i started just researching like you know what would it take in parts like okay it's gonna be 80 some dollars of parts what do i need for tools i need to buy this manual and i there's this one guy that went to the same church as we did and i knew he was a gearhead so there's some things like a torque wrench and like a 
gear puller and some other things that I didn't have. And I asked him, he's like, yeah, "Yeah, he just started pulling shit out of his garage and put it in my car. And I'm like, Alan, how the hell did you get all this stuff? He's like, you keep doing what you're doing. And in 15, 20 years, you'll be in my boat where you just got a garage full of shit that you've used a couple times. Yeah. And that's exactly how I've become with like, I've got enough, got a lot of tools now. I mean, there's a couple things I can't like. I don't have an engine hoist, and I don't have the tools necessary to, like drop a transmission. But and those those really big bolts. Like I've got the really nice thing stuff. that allows you to depress the calipers and a brake pad. That's and it's universal. And I've got you know a bunch of different gear pullers and torque. power tools. Yeah, and and the, the pneumatic impact wrenches and stuff like that that makes a lot of the jobs easier. But that's the thing. Like you just start off a doing a job and what is the bare minimum you can do? And then what is the job, you know, what would make this job easier next time? And how expensive is that thing? And do you buy it or not? Yeah. For the scale model stuff, I'm looking at, you know, all these I was on a DS nine kick. So I was Uh looking at like deep space nine, the station itself, which is like fucking massive. And where am I going to put it? A and B hanging up in the corner. It's such a big job. Why would I start with that? So I ended up buying these little, uh, viper replicas of yeah, yeah. Battlestar galactica like a couple of them in a kit uh-huh. um just like four and a half inch small little things to test out my skills on to start building skills you know you know what I, so you know where a uh, great way to get tools christmas and birthdays all right good uh and also like uh, craigslist and pawn shops yeah yeah pawn shops are great places to get tools i found hmm. uh, i can imagine because, you know, I don't know why, but like it's a great place to get music instruments, guns, you know, engagement jewelry and, and tools <laughs> because it's cheap. And, you know, plus like tools, like a, a good tool, it's good. For like, you know, like craftsmen famously on all their like socket sets and wrenches are guaranteed for life. That's which I have blown yeah. the fuck. I have blown so many craftsman sockets doing shit that I shouldn't be doing like this, like six foot breaker bars and. Like I, you know, it's like I take in bits of sockets and they're like, here you go. Give me a new one. Uh, That stuff just generally lasts forever, forever. That's the thing. Like once you buy it, you're done buying that thing. Yeah. Whereas like, I feel like so many other hobbies are kind of disposable. Right. A lot of the tools are disposable. Well, that's the thing. Like you got to make a decision. Like, do I want to get the Harbor Freight $15 piece of shit that might fall apart on me two jobs into it? Or do I want to spend $200 and get like a really nice, solid, heavy that's going to last me a lifetime. I feel like the tools that you'll be using a lot, yeah. I have my grandfather's good. Sears Craftsman's wrench set. Sure. Socket set. How would it those still works. ever break? It's superior to the <laughs> to the shittier one that I got like in the late 90s. Yeah. I mean, it's like just feels nicer. It's got nicer gearing. The sockets are nicer. Like it's nice. It's just, I, you know, it's, it's, yeah, that kind of stuff just lasts forever. So you just yeah. tend to accumulate it. But that's the problem. Like now I have to, like I'm in this apartment. I have to rent a, a storage facility just to store my tools and motorcycles and shit. Yeah. And with the scale modeling stuff, there's like a lot of toxic glues and paints and that you can't really breathe. It goes bad. Like when I'm in this fucking apartment, where's that going to vent to like, just, just enjoy the high man. No, no. (laughs) And enjoy the cancer 20 years later when I'm, I will say when I got into RC, um, air like aircraft and i was doing yeah. soldering like on a daily basis i actually built a little rig 
that would blow the because like you're soldering yeah. and like you just know that shit is just like the acrid fumes is going right into you your face you can see it going yeah no yeah <laughs> like and it's like big warnings like this is illegal in the state of california because it's got lead and mercury Jesus. and cyanide and yeah I've done uh, a little bit that of vx gas from the rock is also in here uh-huh. so i built a little like like a 120 millimeter case fan and hooked it up to an old battery from a ba- uh UPC yeah. battery backup. I've seen just, some of those. They're like spray boxes or whatever they're called. Yeah. And they have and, a few fans in it. You put the hose out the window and boom, you're good. Yep. Yeah. But I you know, I don't have a fucking uh air gun. I'm I'm not gonna be spraying paint around. Gonna I'm spray- gonna be fucking doing this shitty brush detail work. You can still do like it. I don't know how you cover I I'm probably gonna get like a spray primer that's uh-huh. just in a can because you just go out on your back that's porch. The easiest way. Yeah. Sexy kinda... paints tons of shit on the back porch. She just lays out a bunch of plastic, and it does, I, I've I was skeptical when she started doing it. Yeah. I was like, "Man, we're gonna lose our deposit. You're gonna yep. like this is gonna be the color That's of the rainbow." But it seems like it does all right. Yeah, we'll see how that goes. I'm also worried about the wind there, mm. like taking the paint to places I don't expect it to go, and accidentally painting up my siding or something. <laughs> well, I guess you'd have to like not paint in a hurricane, but yeah, I'm skeptical of outdoor painting, uh, frankly, in any way. In any way that's so detailed. Early in the morning and late, and, and it's like uh, dawn and dusk are the best times to do anything that doesn't involve wind. It's another tip All I right. pick, picked up from RC airplanes. That's for whatever reason. Those are the hmm. times where, oh, I know why it is. Like nighttime, uh, the earth, what causes so wind is diff- differences yeah. in, in regions. That at the at the Pressure, at the yeah. dawn, the earth has cooled to the point and the sun hasn't started fucking with shit. So it's calm, and in the evening, the the sun is is heated up the earth as much as it's going to be, and it hasn't time had time to start cooling and and generating wind. So yeah, yeah, makes sense. You're not as much of a morning guy, but yeah, you could definitely rock the dusk. Oh yeah, the dusk angle. Yeah, 10 p.m. Bring it. Oh, here's this. Uh, Parish wants to know: Do you have the patience to learn ZBrush? It's digital sculpting and pretty fun. Now, are mm-hmm. you saying like? So I would love to do like make my own parts. And print them out in 3D printers. I think that'd be really cool to do scratch builds. Did you know the Cincinnati Public Library System supposedly has a really cool maker lab that you can use for free? Not until you told me about it, like right before this. See, you fucked up the conceit. I was supposed to seem natural. I Uh, I can't do it. I can't fool the audience like that. Yeah, you just have to pay for materials. That's amazing. It I is. totally want to try it. And there's another place, I think it's called the Maker Factory. Maybe. The trouble with 3D printing and scale modeling is that you don't get a smooth surface, right? Like you have all these striations in the model from the 3D printing process that you then have to sand out and it takes hours and hours and hours to get a smooth, paintable model that's going to look decent. Yeah, sure. Um, hmm. I'm hoping as the tech gets better, that won't be as much of a problem, but right now, 3D printing is not to the point where you can scale model with it. I know there's this place. It's I, I feel it's maybe Makerspace is the public library one. Um, maybe it's a manufacturer. There's a place on the north side of town where, if like for fifty dollars a month, you join up, and then they've oh, got a month. Yeah, well, <laughs> they've got a full. They got several 3D printers, a full welding shop, a full mechanic shop, a nice. full wood shop, a full paint booth with fumes and everything. Solves my storage problem. Yeah. Um, 
and then again, you have to pay materials. And they also do classes for free, if you remember. So they'll tell you how to turn like a SketchUp thing into a 3D model that you can print, or they'll teach you how to do TIG welding or that might be whatever. Cool. That's the next step. I don't know if my, I can afford it, but because I'm really good at like woodworking and doing basic stuff like that. But I what I what to take my maker tools to the next level would be to get into welding. And then yeah. the other thing I'd like to do is learn how to do fiberglass. Because I I actually have always been a little arty. I like painting. I like sculpting. I like uh, doing drawing. all that stuff. Drawing. Yeah. Yep. And uh, it's just finding the time and sure. um, stuff like that. Like I yeah. want to build a house one of these days. Build a house? Yeah. Like oh, one of those fuck. mini. I've been watching. I just want to take a house that's built and customized and not <laughs> build one. Well, that. Yeah. But I've been watching a lot of this tiny homes stuff like on the DIY yeah. channel and the home and garden and. I have every skill set other than maybe building things to code, which I, you know, <laughs> I, I need to have an which architect is important. To look at. But uh, you know, I could totally do that um, and and build things like that. That's not a fixed dwelling, and that's one of my like Beaver Island goals. Like, build step one, buy there. a property. Step two, like dig a, you know, have make it to where you can camp there. And then step three is build some kind of permanent shelter. How much are the Mormons charging for a plot on Beaver, <laughs> on Beaver Island? Well, it's not the Mormons anymore. The uh, there, there's a gang of street toughs, uh, largely ah. compi- comprised of Irish immigrants that ran them off in the early 20th century. Okay, so now it's all a bunch of Donegals. Is and- it expensive up there? I imagine it's pretty exclusive. It'd be no, it's just like you can spend a lot of money, but like you can also get plots of land for like a thousand dollars an acre. Oh it shit! Depends on you know how That's far away cheap. from town you want to be and how far away from the water. I mean, you how far be away from and- town can you really be on that island? 10 miles 18 i think the island's 18 miles long by 10 miles wide at its widest Can't so be that far away. it's like 40 minute drive because it's all gravel roads oh, and, that's shit. True, yeah. and then in the winter it's like all a snowmobile jesus so that but no cool though yeah it's like it's, it's like i want to build like a summer cabin up there eventually yeah um but yeah no i if you get into this I would like I would go on this journey with you, especially if you sign up for this library deal, because yeah. I'm I'm the same way. There's like a lot of 3D shit that I'd like to print. Yeah, I just don't know what I would do with 3D printing at this point. Like I said, scale modeling is not an option. Well, if you do this thing where you're like making a digital model that you can then just print and make it like um, Mike from Penny Arcade is he got a like a maker bot or whatever yeah. the for, for last Christmas. And he's done yeah. all kinds of cool shit. He's 3D printed. uh couple weapons from destiny like a hunter's knife he made a ghost he's made a bunch of shit for his boys he's printed yeah. off like you know kitchen gadgets for his wife like sure it's one of those things where once you get it you know everything's a you know you got the most awesome hammer in the world and everything looks like a nail and it's just like i just pre- why buy, don't buy a chip clip honey i'll 3d print it <laughs> sure you know, you yeah. spend fifty dollars to make a goddamn chip clip for your <laughs> bag of chips. Yeah, that's the first the six didn't turn out right, and you didn't get the right material for it. And yeah, yeah, but no, it's it's super cool. Some of those Destiny it guns is. are ridiculous because they're like built to be a shell for an airsoft gun, huh. so you can actually shoot. And then, uh, to the extent that some of these airsoft guns are one-to-one replicas of real guns, you could actually build a thorn that could kill people <laughs> should you choose it's not illegal i'm sure no, bring that to gen con i <laughs> first first time someone goes aggro with a real weapon at gen con yeah. they've already got that like like that peace bonding shit they do or they like put have you seen that 
where I guess they have uh, people that like see that this fake weapon is not a weapon. And then they put like our pink ribbon around the barrel to let people know that this is okay. It's not a real weapon. Isn't that what the orange tip is for? Well, but I'm saying that these guys making their own. And you don't have like, you know, you're taking if you're taking the effort to make a replica of Master Chief armor with his battle rifle, you're not going to paint an orange tip on it. So they do that with like the gun, the guns and the swords and stuff. They they somehow mark it as not a weapon. But that seems it's just some fat nerd eating Doritos doing this. It's not like they're X-raying it or that's my real concern. So we went kayaking the other the other week Mm -hmm. last weekend. I don't even remember. Uh, and I'm like, man, this is this be a cool hobby to get into. This is fun. It's exercise. Mm-hmm. Man, fucking scale modeling. Like, if I'm worried about sitting on my ass watching TV all day, uh-huh. sitting on my ass podcasting all day, scale modeling is not the hobby for me. Well, if you're going to do that anyway, at least you're getting something extra. <laughs> That's what I mean. Like, I'd like to take up a hobby that actually gives me some sort of exercise. Right. If you're going to background watch D- Deep Space Nine, and that's the rest of your life, then you can either do it playing Bejeweled or browsing Reddit, or you could be building Cylon It's ships. true. It's true. I just have to commit, right? Like You do. It's a am lifestyle. I, am I okay with just being an out of shape bozo for the rest of my life? <laughs> or do I actually want to get something out of my life? Oh man. <laughs> I've I No disrespect to the out of shape bozos. I admire your models, but uh I've kind of played myself into shape this summer. I've lost fifteen pounds. Played pound. yourself into shape? Yeah, How just do that. Just by hiking, camping, kayaking, nice. biking. Uh I've not changed the way I eat or do anything other than I'm just more active in the summer and I I'm still, you can tell. I'm still, but I'm I'm less. Yeah, so. I'm, I'm, I'm less reverting so. to gamer bod. Maybe we can meet in the middle. I get a little bit skinnier, yeah, I, you get a little bit like, fatter. I was and, sitting there on the river, going, "Man, I could really get into the challenge of this." Because even on the, you know, not even quite class one stuff that we were right. doing, it's a lot of fun, but it's mm-hmm. also challenging. You know, it's, sure. it's something to test your metal a little. If you bit. You don't want to flip your boat, then you got to yeah. have some kind of maneuvering skill. Yeah, and you know, you ease into it. You don't jump on a class three rapid and say. Here I go. <laughs> you gotta move, work your way up. As there is some skills. Uh, I think it's called the gully. We need to go there. The gull. Oh God, we've got what just enough class time. six unexplored terrain here. No, You're gonna send me down the river. Literally, it's uh, hmm. Yeah, I'd I love can't to go find it, but it's again, was... supposedly it's got class three rapids, and oh, that's way too hard for us, man. You think so? Absolutely. But they're guided. Absolutely. They're guided. So you got an experienced kayaker that goes with your group and he tells you like what the path you take. You don't think you could do a class three? I would want to try a class two at least. I mean, but it's like the class three is where it's still not lethal. It's like playing the holodeck sure. with the safety. Like class four and five will kill you. You will drown if you don't take yeah. them right, even the life vest. Class three is like the worst you're going to do is tip over and get wet and maybe banged up on some rocks, but you're not going to die. But we did that on class one. Like I, I didn't. <laughs> and I didn't over. die. What do you want? Pain free existence. I mean, maybe master you the class learn? you're on and don't fall over before you go to the next class, right? Yeah, yeah. Although that's the first time I've ever flipped over in a kayak. And you said the the river was especially fast. It was. High. It was fast, and, and I was because yeah. they've been closed for like three weekends running, and I'm like, what the f- high water? What the fuck? I've been on this who, river. Yeah, who cares, right? But no, it's it was. Uh, couple of those places surprised me and i guess yeah, see i would think high water would be better for not hitting obstacles but i don't think it is it's because it's moving faster and then yeah the obstacle like yeah if you stay in the middle of the river where it's because you know, I mean 
but I was always trying to attack the places that looked interesting. That was burbling and churning and had See, standing I was trying, waves. I was trying to avoid those, but I found that like in avoiding the waves, I would actually come closer to the obstacles that were creating the waves. Mm. Yeah, I don't know how to read read I, water at all. Yeah, I thought I did, but the last few weeks have taught me that I don't do not. Like I, cause I deliberately try to steer a rock yeah. and then boom, I hit a giant rock. That was my first time doing like an actual kayak trip. I had been in a kayak once, but it was on a river where I canoed down most of it. And we had one kayak uh-huh. and it was just like, I sat in the kayak for a minute and said, you know what? I don't like this. Yeah. And then I got out and got back in the canoe yeah. and did the river that way. But yeah, I'm, I don't know. Kayaking would be a lot of fun. It's kind of expensive though. Like doing 25 bucks a weekend is more expensive than scale modeling. <laughs> well, I mean, the other argument to that would be um, buy your own kayak. Buy, go on Craigslist. Find what am I going to do? With, where the fuck am I going to put a kayak? <laughs> right next to your woodworking tools, man. You, got, you can't <laughs> fit in your goddamn backpack, but yeah. You, you get, or, or maybe you just I live mean, on the kayak. I do have the car for it now, right? Like True. I have, I've got a roof rack. Just put that, that shit on the roof. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you can get a kayak but for I'm like two hundred ish. Kayak in my living room, like. But I don't. I don't have a place. I don't have a garage. Your to bicycle store it in. is in the living. Just put it. All your various transportation. You just put a. I feel like a bicycle is less is is more compact than a kayak, though. My well, God, I'm not going to argue with that. Like but, an eight uh, foot kayak. I don't know. You are. You are a. You are a bachelor living by yourself. This is your one opportunity to no one's going to give you shit. Yeah, man. Yeah. All right. Why not? Yeah. Like I've known dudes that have like their motorcycles in their living room. Oh, God. Which is always like the ultimate, like, you know, like. Also, I live on the second story. So getting a car. Getting a motorcycle up to that would be exciting. That would be impossible. But no, I think having a motorcycle in your living room is the ultimate, like, fuck you, women. I never want anywhere near you. I don't Stay give away. a shit what anybody thinks. About yeah, you me. come over to motorcycles right there, dripping oil in the living room. That's that's what's up. That's what's up. Deal with it. <laughs> Sunglasses come down. Deal what, with it. What what kind of questions do we have? Uh, you could you could three D print a kayak out of like 180 separate pieces held together with Bondo and toothpicks. Uh, uh, a little bit of uh, plastic glue. Nick W says you could make Jim and Aaron action figures. That would be boss. That would be, and I would yeah. have, I would have that swivel cu- arm kung fu grip, like the classic GI Joes, with two glasses of whiskey in it. And I'd have like, I'd have the winter Aaron with the big long beard, and I'm fat, and then I'd have yeah. the summer Aaron where removable, I'm not quite as fat. Removable, removable beard. beard. Holy yeah. shit! Clip on beard. Ooh. I was looking, and you can have adjustable lengths, like you know, just like so it's got like uh-huh. like Lego style. You could just make it bigger. You know, there you go. Have a beard add-on kit. Uh, what would your accessories be? Uh, a kayak, a big ass kayak. Big ass kayak. <laughs> you have the gym apartment. It's just, yeah. it's just loaded with woodworking <laughs> tools, bicycles, and kayaks. All of which have heavy layers of dust, like they haven't been used in years. Uh, the dust paint is your Roomba. Permanent. You got a room. You, you, yeah. you know, scale functional Roomba. It's the size of a quarter. Just moves around. Yeah, I'd have a video game collection that is that you randomly have to sell. Yeah. And reinvest in. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's uh, uh I'd I'd really it would just come with a big ass TV and a recliner. Yeah. Reclining couch. Yeah. And that's uh you could buy the set. You'd have the Jim and Aaron sitting on the, the, the couch. It'd be cool to have like a, and set a, us up. Jim and Aaron studio, like a bald move studio diorama. 
we could do different phases of it, like the shitty uh, Indianapolis apartment, Ooh. bald new studio with the uncomfortable Aaron sleeping on a concrete floor. You could have the <laughs> bald tower where it's the second second floor spare bedroom in my old house in Greenfield. And uh-huh. uh, that was the bald cave, wasn't it? I thought wasn't yours. Cave, you were the cave. I was the tower. So okay, so there were two phases of my studio, right? Like I had the tower which was where you oh, right. and Peter recorded. That was up on... Uh, that was in an actual tower, like a multi-level yeah, yeah, apartment yeah, yeah. building. That was the original ball tower. Terrible acoustics. Oh, yeah. Hardwood, Hardwood floors. floors. Bad you news. had not a single thing hanging on your walls. It was an mm-hmm. echo chamber. Yeah, I think we recorded... Um, like the Inception cast was in there? Yep. No, no, the Inception no, no. cast was at your place. I'm pretty sure... Oh, oh yeah, 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 it yeah. It was Tron. Tron Legacy Tron. was in there. We recorded uh, there. The the Metamorphosis of Prime Intellect stuff mm-hmm. was recorded there. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of early Bald Move stuff was recorded there. So we tried to like hang blankets on the ceiling to make it a little bit better, but it was pretty pretty bad. Yeah. But then it was like the other main phase was at my house in Greenfield. Mm-hmm. And that was, I think, maybe that was the Bald Cave when we were recording down in the rec room, but we eventually moved it upstairs and it became the Bald not as impressive right there was like a loft area uh-huh. we, we recorded in a couple oh, places i at forgot about recording in the loft holy shit recorded in the loft figured it was too noisy moved it into your bedroom because we were using you know uh condenser mics that picked up the refrigerator <laughs> downstairs, downstairs around the refrigerator yeah. yeah yeah so we moved it into the spare bedroom that was probably the pinnacle of bald move sound when we had the condenser mics in the spare bedroom that we all and we turned off the ac we turned off stuff. the ac and sweat balls and we hung uh, blankets on mattresses, this, uh, mattresses. Yeah. We propped up ma- old mattresses against the wall. It was like yeah, low crate, low stuff. crate, low tech, and ghetto. But it probably I don't know. Maybe I should, I should go back and listen to some of those to see if it if it sounded my voice sounded richer. It sounded good until we took the microphones out onto the patio, which that was the worst. The deck. No, that was a mistake. That was the cicada cast. Uh-huh. Uh, cigars and whiskey and cicadas. That, yeah, that was not the <laughs> Mad Men Boston Legal podcast. Um. So yeah, I t- totally get to, down with that. You could have like the play sets, like the bald tower, bald tower B, mm-hmm. bald bald cave. Then you get you know real decorated studios here. Yeah, we're doing stuff on camera. Yeah, that's that would be the the uh, fifth season bald move. This still feels like a fly by night joint here. Yeah, it's pretty say. shitty if you look at it from that angle. Yeah, just... you guys can't see what's behind the cameras, but my god, I mean, you look oh, that direction. They? Oh, can't they? They're they can if you pop up a third camera. I can show it to them. I'm gonna. All right. You got the uh, the make- makeshift. Board. Here you go. Yeah, get it over the monitors. Dude, you got so you, you got you, really. you got you got two befores with lighting, lighting with paper on them. Paper. Yeah. We haven't sprung for the we, gel. Screens. We have uh, we have a, a window that we blocked off with foam to isolate light and sound. It turns because out it doesn't isolate sound. It does a, it, it does a pretty good job at screaming like high pitch frequencies. Like the reason okay. we did is because we're right outside a pool. Like literally 10 feet in this direction is a pool and there's screaming kids 24-7. Yeah. And it does a really good job at filtering out the screaming kids. Especially right now during the summer. Low frequency, the lawnmower man, for example, doesn't do shit. Um, but yeah, yeah, this is the unfinished. This is, the cla- this is our... Uh, a studio checklist that we observe mostly. Yeah, I I have about the worst placed apartment for a studio um, in this entire complex. Yeah, so yeah, this is this this is where yeah we didn't even bother to paint that wall. It's just it's just unfinished. Yeah, why nobody's ever going to see it until well, we now they did. 
that I did. We also like, um, I don't know that I wouldn't mind maybe during Christmas. I wouldn't cause, cause our first thought was we wanted to do just like two chairs facing the audience, kind of like a talk show type of format. I wouldn't yeah. mind playing around with that a little bit. Where would we put it though? This table, we built this fucking table and it's huge. Get rid of the table. Uh, table gone. Table gone. But where would we work? Good question. Because that's the that's the other thing. I'm I'm in glad I've closet at the desk. <laughs> There's also a, a closet we have that's full of computer gear, supplies, shit. and a desk, and yeah. Oh, so what here's the saying? best part. Going? Here's the best part, Freddie. Uh, so all of what the apartment saying? complex. He says your neighbors probably think you're making or growing drugs in that room with the phone yeah. on the window. Here's the best part. Um, all of the apartment complexes have these generic white blinds. Mm-hmm. And from the outside, it is, it, it, I cannot tell from like, you know, average looking, uh, you know, right outside the window looking up at it. I cannot tell that that's actually foamed over. Yeah. As you drive in, you can see my apartment. Yeah. And I, I look occasionally and I can't tell. No. Yeah. So if, if, yeah, cause it's, we did a pretty nice job. It, it looks very unobtrusive. We thought about throwing a bald move logo up in the window. I mean, we left the blinds up, didn't no, we? No, we took the blinds out. We took the blinds Because it's out? flush. It's flush, and it's like multiple layers of foam with like sound yeah. damping materials between Some that we didn't all type taped overnight. Tape that's barely clinging onto that paint job on the walls. Yeah, that, yeah. Gaff, that gaffer tape's got it on pretty good, I think. Yeah, I mean, really, we just prepared the parts that you can see, um, polish those. Yeah, and then at some point, I guess we're gonna do tours of what we've got on our shelves here, which is another reason scale modeling might be cool, is because I can have some stuff well, to put on the shelves. Thing. Look at our, our lighting solution here: the oh, finest right? PVC pipe and and uh, sh- shop lighting. Yeah, shop light Woo! clamped on to yeah, no that's, PVC bullshit. That's the the whole world experience. Um, but that's what you do when you can only spend five hundred dollars on a studio. This is incredibly five hundred dollar IKEA studio. Yeah, you should show them which cameras we're using too. These shitty webcam. No, I did. I did. They did saw you? it. It's yeah. uh I don't think they're shitty. They're they're I mean they're they seventy dollar the, webcams. They're shitty cameras. They're hundred dollar webcams, number one. And to take it to the yeah. next level would be That's the thing. It's thousands of dollars to yeah. go. Thousands of dollars to build the studio we wanted to build. Five hundred dollars to build the studio we built. But we've got I mean, I feel like we've got a good handle on the next the next phase. Like we've got that technology, and once we get to a certain Which amount I'm of hoping, yeah, a money figure uh, or we'll come up soon that, that that we can take it to the next level. Yeah, we got things in the works. That but but what I was getting at is, I feel like most of the cool stuff in the studio people don't see, like our awesome liquor cabinet and stuff. Yeah, Just, we we never show the liquor cabinet anymore. No. It's cut out of the center of our it's, two shots. It is. It, it's gutted. Because we so, thought, oh, we're gonna have three cameras. We're gonna switch camera angles during yeah. the shows, and we just never do that because it's hard to hold the conversation and be conscious of switching cameras and all that stuff. Yeah, um, but we need a producer. The next, uh, well, or the next level is where we record three feeds simultaneously, and we can then just do because it's it's really <sighs> easy tough. to do multicam support and editing. Yeah. It's just capturing all that stuff is what's really tricky. Yep. But uh, like I said, we'll you know. It's it's another quantum leap that we will get to one of these days. Uh, what else? How are we do? How are we doing on questions there? Uh, <laughs> Freddie C says, "Good to know you're so stealth. Grow some drugs, then." Hey, uh, there is there is initiative on the Ohio ballot. We yeah, we might not need to be stealth. I there like uh, that's something that's going to be we're voting on this November. Uh, up to six mature marijuana plants per person. 
And and as of right now, neither of us smoke weed. So we can go. We can go we into the. To, we can go into the. We can start the bald move grow up. Me, you, and Cecily. That's eighteen the, plants. Yeah, the the bald greenhouse. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just have plants behind us. Like fuck it, we'll grow them in the studio. Maybe the Cincinnati Public Library system will have like a collaborative greenhouse. Uh-huh. Everybody can just come and you know. I like it. It's 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 literally a grow up. Uh, so yeah, we we we'll get that. Uh, she is geeky says for your information. I've never been able to hear the lawnmower man. Whenever you said it's too noisy. That's incredible. Yeah. It's loud. It's so fucking loud inside the studio. And that's the thing is like, even if it's not coming across the mics, well, dev, which I still is incredible. Like I would suspect that's because of the noise cancellation filter that you've got with the Adobe edition, but yeah, they're talking about the lunch with Jim and Aaron's yeah. that's just unfiltered. Yeah. I mean, these dynamic mics do a lot to isolate sure to, to not pick up the sound or only pick up the sound that's right in front of them sure i mean when we switch from condensers to these we were able to start using air conditioning and uh-huh. all sorts of stuff like that's why whenever like people like newbies come in asking in these podcast groups about how do i get started what mic should i get i'm like do not fucking get a condenser no. everybody tells you to get a condenser unless you, don't do it unless you have an actual studio and you can control your don't. environment. No. I mean, that's the point. You're a newbie. Like, get the easiest thing to use, which yes. is a dy- dynamic microphone. Go into compressors when you know what you're doing. Yeah, agreed. Condensers. Or, yeah, condensers. We're big fans of compressors. We also have Crank that compressor shit up. That's yeah. another uh, magic thing. But not too sound. high. You start to sound like a robot. Uh, and then Freddie C. said, yeah, the lawnmower man is a myth at this point. I haven't heard him once, and I listened to the podcast with Beats. Well, that's your problem. The Beats by Dre is garbage. Well, you would think it would get the read low Gawker? End, though, right? Like, that's true. You would think that you're right. would just be You're right. You're right. Uh, but yeah. Huh. No, I, that's good to know. But the thing is, is like even if you guys can't hear it, I can't talk past it. It destroys my concentration. I'm trying to make gotcha. a point, and I just hear this. And no, uh, and then especially when he just ram the in the building, <laughs> yeah. he's praying Rocket League out there. Uh, Jesus Christ, coming up the side of it. Um. All right. Uh. Thanks everyone for joining. Yeah, this was a long rambly one, but I didn't anticipate it, it to fun. be this long. Uh, we've got to go on to the next one. Uh, we will be back next. Lunch. I'm hungry. Yeah, we actually haven't eaten. We usually do, but we haven't eaten it. We're going to go get food and then get back to work. Uh, we got some stuff we got to record today. Uh, and we will see you next week. Same bat time, same bat channel, I think. Do a tip of the hat here. Tip of the hat. Wag of the finger. I don't even know how you do that with a baseball cap. Um, all right, guys. Have a great weekend. We'll talk to you later.